Hello and good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Morning After podcast with Miss Kai Michelle. And it is I, your hostess with the mostest, your girl, Miss Kai Michelle. And welcome to the Morning After for all my new listeners. This is a, a space where we have shameless conversations and we just allow the good times to roll. And to all of my faithful listeners, you already know what it is. So today's conversations are going to be brought to you by um, some peach mimosas that I am currently sipping with my guest. Um, fellas, y'all want to go ahead and raise a toast to today's episode. And as we raise this toast, John already started drinking I on his. <laughs> <laughs> be on so, John, go ahead and, and let the people know how, how your mimosa tastes so far. <laughs> It's good. Delicious. It's good. <laughs> so those of you who have been listeners before, you may be hearing another familiar voice. So this is John, second time on the episode. But John, go ahead and let the people know, like, you know, who you are, tell them what you do and where they can find you out on social media. So my name is John. Um, right now I work at Capital One. I work in loss mitigations. Uh, but I'll be graduating November with my behavioral science degree, and I'll be pursuing my master's in child psychology. So, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Nigerian underscore love. That's love, L-U-V-89. Okay, all right. And I got a new guest for the people. I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself. He's too cool over here for so, me. So well, I'm going by my stage name. You go <laughs> by right. what you want to go by. You go by what you want to go by. All right, what's up, people? My name is Jeezy. I'm one of the four of the uh, Peanated Podcasts. I'm currently just a, a truck owner. And that's basically um, all that I do. And uh, you can catch me at uh, Jeezy underscore Peanated and also my uh, podcast, uh, Peanated Podcast, on Instagram. Okay. Shout out to a fellow podcaster. How long have you been podcasting? See, I've been doing it for about a year now. Okay. I got uh, the Peanated Podcast, my main podcast. And also got a sports podcast called The Grill Podcast. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. I'm going to check that one that. out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we do support on this episode. So, John, you said something that really stuck out to me when you're doing your introduction. You said that you are currently studying child uh, behavioral studies. Well, so right now, so my bachelor's is in uh, behavior science. Okay. And my master's is going to be in uh, child psychology. Mm -hmm. So, I'll be trying to work in schools dealing, like, I'll be, like, once I get done with everything, I'll become a school psychologist. Mm. So. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that's the ultimate goal right now. All right. Was it something in, like, your childhood that made you want to go that route, or is it something in your adulthood that made you want to go that route? Well, pretty much a little bit of both. So, like, for the longest, like, I never really knew what I wanted to do. Mm. Like, being in the Nigerian community and growing up in Nigerian, like, you always kind of did what your parents wanted you to do. Right. And so, like, um, like my second, third year in college, like, I was just like, man, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I moved to Houston and then after I had my daughter and, you know, I was just like, I need to figure it out. Once I figured it out, it was like behavioral science and mental health was something that I always enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Talking to people, understanding traumas and, you know, and like pretty much the whole spectrum of it was mm -hmm. very interesting to me and it was just it came easy right right so you know like most people you know like history is not their thing because they're not interested in it so when they're studying history they can't tell you anything mm -hmm. but when it comes to you know like the mental aspect of of life it's just like boom like, mm -hmm. i look at it i can talk to you and spend time with you and i'm just like like i feel your energy i feel everything you're going through like like the empathy and sympathy of everything just right. you know just rolls off you know like I, I feel the energy so I was just like hmm why you know why not right but I rather deal with children than adults because y'all grown folks because we I know. Need Jesus <laughs> I know I know I know when it comes to us grown folks we we be all over the place um, and you you hit on a couple of, uh, of things that just make me want to just segue exactly to what we're gonna be hitting on today so um, mental health as just like cover of a basis right um, when it comes to breaking things down especially in adulthood specifically dating yeah. men and women when it comes to dating what are your thoughts on mental health being the forefront when interrupt when entering not interrupting when entering a relationship um, do you believe that therapy or um, talking about previous traumas before mm -hmm. entering relationship is um on a scale of one ten, how important do you think it is? You said it's twenty on a okay. scale of one ten. <laughs> All right, what's your um, why? 
The reason being is like everything that we do right now in life, the way we walk, the way we talk, how we interact with people all comes from, you know, either upbringing or experiences that we've, you know, that we went through. Mm. So when you enter a relationship, you either enter in a relationship, you know, either bringing, you know, something that you learn from, you know, your previous relationship or something that you learned growing up. Mm -hmm. So. Like when you when you look at it, the way you are, you, you know, if you're an intimate type of person, you've learned that from somewhere. If you're a person who doesn't communicate well, you you know, you you didn't communicate well in your past relationship, and so all those things like play a big role in you know, not even just relationship with you know your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your wife. It just with friends as well, yeah. like with your peers and, you know, your family members. So any, like that whole, that whole part of it is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And, but I know some people don't feel comfortable talking about, you know, their experiences with their significant other. Yes. So that's where it becomes kind of tricky when you get in relationships. Mm -hmm. It's a communication aspect of it as well. Comfortability. So, yeah. We we're gonna keep a tab on that. We're gonna end up coming back to comfortability with conversations. And Jeezy, what's your um what's your take on that as far as mental health being a, a forefront import what's the forefront importance on the scale of one to ten for you? Yeah, it's uh, definitely a ten. Uh me personally I don't think most people in a relationship take the mental part seriously mm -hmm. enough from from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now if we take it serious from the beginning, then the problem that persist within the middle mm -hmm. it'll be worked on the end mm -hmm. but yeah. definitely the uh, mental part is uh the main thing regarding the communication relationship as well because mm -hmm. nowadays is love even number one when it comes to relationship anymore mm -hmm. they say it is but i don't <laughs> nah. they don't believe it i don't even think it's in the top three really what it's do you think the top three are money mm -hmm. security mm -hmm. sex sex <laughs> yep I I, I believe sex is important. And they, I don't even think you got God in the top three. Mm. Well, I know for me it is, but sex is up there too, so I'd be kind of bowing my head. Like, Jesus, I'm sorry, but you made me this way. No, oh, so blame him, huh? <laughs> no, I ain't blaming him. He put it in me. <laughs> he gave me, he put it in my head. No, like that ass, that ass. So, no, that, that's definitely something uh, to think about. So, damn, love not even being within the top three and – that l love is important, right? It's because extremely important. Like love is patient, love is kind. We supposed to, we're supposed to be taught that in the home. Yeah. So as you were saying, John, like you know, this is like a learned behavior. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. not even in relationships. This could be something from family. This could be something yeah. from friends. Uh, things that happen in between. So a person, I think you guys have probably seen something like this on social media. Like, can a person that is uh, raised off of survival be with somebody that was raised off of love? What are your thoughts on that? Whew. You want to answer this? <laughs> Go ahead, take a stab it, at it, Jeezy. It depends on uh, the mental state. Going okay. back to what we said earlier, if the mental part is not at a hundred percent, then it's going to be hard for two people from different backgrounds to intertwine with each other. Mm -hmm. No, I hundred percent agree. Um, like, so I'm very transparent whenever like I talk. So, I when I grew up, like my parents were very affectionate, loving, you know, parents. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't, you know, I didn't have to struggle growing up, but my previous relationships have always been with women that had, you know, that were raised off of survival. Always women that either they didn't have a father figure or didn't have a close relationship with their mother, or it was always something that mm. financially, you know, it was something. And so coming into the relationship where, I guess, quote unquote, the the Huxtable life, which you know some people would you know, something would say, ideally that they yeah, mm -hmm. uh, romanticizing exactly. So what you know, and I'm not saying that you know that made the relationship perfect. I was in, you know perfect relationship, but it was just a different way of you know viewing things and doing things. Mm -hmm. So I was never taught to go to bed mad. Yeah. But there are some people who will hold grudges and, you know, Wait and, went, <laughs> and <laughs> went to bed now. extremely upset. Hold up now. And so it was difficult when, you know, if I did something or we, you know, we had some type of, you know, some type of disagreement, she go to bed upset. Like, I suffer from, some, I suffer from anxiety. So mm -hmm. if I don't talk about it right then and there. It's going to bother me. It's going to bother me all night where I can't sleep at all. Mm -hmm. And so, and that, like, that play, like, like you said, like. It, it depends on, on the mental aspect of it. You know, it's like, like 
people don't realize that trauma, like that shit, it's a real. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Man, mm. that shit's real. I like how you said that. You know how you were raised. Like you know, you don't you don't go to bed like mad. Like yeah. how in my household, my mother. She was a uh, and still is a big firm believer on like how we started our day, <laughs> on how we started our day and how we um, how we presented it. So like no matter like what we did in the morning, whether we was fucking up, doing something we had no business doing, my mom did not believe in like cussing us out or sending us off to school like with like discourse. Like she yeah. she just was a she's a big person on like how you start your day, like setting the tone. Mm-hmm. Now, did she instill fear in us? Like, you know, just wait till y'all ask get home. Like, you know, maybe something like that, but it was never no like craziness because she like, you know, I get to school, I'm in a good mood, like, you know, I didn't get cussed out today. I had breakfast. You know, that was my performance in school. We had perfect attendance. She was very, very big on that. But like and when we got home, then you know, towards the end of the day, you like, oh dang, I gotta go home on some stuff. And um, I felt like I feel like because of her being like that, that makes me the person I am now yeah. as an adult, um, being a morning person. Um, shit, loving breakfast yeah. when I have company. Like, if I have somebody come visit me out of town, like I'm up before them, and when they wake up, they got breakfast. You yeah. know, that's because like that's something that my mom instilled in me, and that may not something I didn't think about up until now, like, that's definitely something mental that's always kind of carried me, no matter if it did just start off with, you know, wake up, make up your bed, have a good day, I love you, here's some Pop-Tarts, here's some, or here's some Eggo waffles and go off, you know, and I just believe that as an adult, like, you know, if you're in my space, then that's how I'm going to send you off, just keeping that, like, that, that love early in the morning, right? So my question is, with you having that, like, isn't that important for you to date somebody or be with somebody that may have had that those same experiences as well? So I would, I do think it is important now because it's hella hard trying to introduce that. Yeah, it's hella hard trying to induce, uh, introduce something um, to somebody that's never had it before. So they're not a morning person sitting there trying to be a morning person. Eventually, it's gonna be like, dang, you know, why are you so happy? Or I don't eat breakfast and. I'm like, you tell them you don't eat breakfast. I, I, <laughs> no, but, you know, there are people out there who, who aren't breakfast people. Yeah. And, you know, so imagine trying to date somebody that's like, you know, I don't like breakfast. And you in, in the kitchen in the morning and you got an orange in the, in the goddamn juice maker. Like, oh, I was making you fresh orange juice for mimosas. Girl, I don't drink orange mimosas. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, like I'm now I'm sad. So now it's... Um, Tapping into love languages. Yeah. I know y'all know about love languages, right? So, like, also having that importance where you know, like, you know, your you you and your partner's love language because um, I may be an acts of service, but you may be physical touch. Yeah. I may not be physical touch, but at the same time, I still feel like those love languages could be worked out mm-hmm. if both parties are willing to do that. But if they're not, I feel like eventually it's just gonna it's gonna crash and burn. So you, you said the magic word. Willing. Willing. Like that's the magic word. Yes, willing. willing. You gotta you can't force anybody. We all know it. You can't you can lead the camel to the water, but you can't make them drink, right? Yeah. We all know that story and we not like horse, but we can do camel. I, 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 I just I, went with it. Yeah, it was camel. horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Like it's cool. Camel's like water too. I always thought it was yeah, my yeah. granny always said camel. Your grandmother is right. Nana is right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, everybody likes water. <laughs> no, but <laughs> well, anyway, well, you can lead the whatever to the water, but you can't make them drink, right? Yeah. And um, coming from a woman's perspective, I feel like a lot of time in our current millennial generation, a lot of the times when it comes to us dating. We are steady trying to get our male partner to drink from the water that they may not want. You said, hmm? So the reason why I say this is because, and even like, you know, my own story would be, or, you know, listening to friends and stuff like that. It's like you're dealing with somebody. You really like them. But you don't know, like, no, not even don't know, like, they're not giving off exactly what you're giving yeah. out. And it's like, you can keep doing all these things, you know, you keep leading them to the water, but you can't, you know, like Tank said in that song, you can't make, you can't make them love you, you can't make you love me. I get it. So do you think opposites attract? I do. I think opposites can attract. You know, I, I've seen people be bright and sunny and they partners don't talk quiet as hell, set up in the corner, don't say nothing. But you know why that is, though? Why that does work? The word that you said earlier. Willing. willing. <laughs> like, that's like that's the word. Willing. We can't take the camel to the water. If they're not willing to drink. If they're not willing you know? to drink. 
And depending on what kind of water it is. Yeah, you got that Dasani water. I was just about to say, because everybody ain't finna drink that Dasani water, you feel me? Man, I got a Dasani water from the store, and I open them with... Like, why is that water so <laughs> nasty? <laughs> do y'all know why that water is so nasty? I think I don't know. I think it comes yeah. from uh, the north side of Houston. <laughs> yeah. They talking about Shout y'all, Houston, Houston, Houston people. Like y'all, <laughs> but um, <laughs> this de- this definitely makes me want to um, go ahead. I have a clip from this audio. Um, John was talking about it earlier in the week, so we were part of this group. Group me. It's called Black Millennials of Dallas. Uh, shout out to Black Millennials of Dallas. Shout we, out. we just made a year. So a year ago, last September, um, Jamal um, Jamal Phillips out there. He's from Delaware. Um, he created uh, the group me for yeah. the Dallas uh, Dallas Black Millennials, and um, he hit me up and asked, like, "Hey, you want a co-admin with me?" and we started off as black, single, the green, and millennial. Yeah. And um, we kind of took the single part out. Yeah. That, you know, everybody trying to date, and it, it wasn't Sneaky happening. Links. Sneaky links for real. Everybody turned into nasty cousins. But anyway. with a little nasty cousin. You know. <laughs> so here we are a year later. We're just the black millennials of Dallas. And actually, this weekend, we celebrate um, our first year. Um, with our family reunion, um, so you can je- definitely check us out on Instagram, Black Millennials of Dallas. But anyway, okay. earlier in the week, John uh, popped this video in our group me, and um, I want to play this soundbite because it, it was really good as hell, and it really kind of geared us towards this week's conversation. So I'm going to play it, and then I want to hear where y'all are coming from with it, okay? Name one thing we underestimate about men. I'll go first. Feelings. You can see it all the time online. There's always some woman online talking about a man needs to make sure her feelings are reassured, how she needs to feel secured, how she needs to feel validated. Me, 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 me. That's all you fucking hear. You never hear about a woman talking about how a man should feel reassured and validated and secured as well. Because, you know, he's human with human emotions. A lot of y'all are fucking selfish. You don't let that man know it's okay for him to come talk to you. It's okay for him to come vent. It's okay for him to come cry. It's okay. No, because the man is afraid to come and talk to you because he's afraid that you're going to weaponize his feelings and use it against him later. A man has to sit in the car for 15 minutes because sitting in that lonely car is more safer than going home to his wife or girlfriend. But happy wife, happy life, right? Because as long as the woman is happy, that relationship is doing just fine, no matter mm-hmm. how that man is feeling. And that, my friend, is fucked up. Mm. That, my friend, is fucked up. So that is a TikTok video from Miko Lee. I don't know her, but uh, sis is doing numbers, so I'm going to be sure to shout her out on the episode. But that tip, um, even when I heard it, I was like, you know, there's definitely some truth that lies in that. But what resonated with you, John, that really was like, damn, we got to talk about this? Social media. Social media. Like, so like we're in a group, not even just a group, but just social media Social media, just in general, is pretty much where we get our news from. We, you know, a lot of us get relationship advice from social media. For we what? Find I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no <laughs> idea. Like everything that we do in life now comes from social media. And you know, when I saw that video, it's just like it's like it just made me think. Like men are only like we're only looked at as you know supposed to just be you know provide. Like that's it. So remember, I sent you like uh, what was that uh, that picture I sent you earlier? The, um, okay, hold on, let me see I if I can it. find mm-hmm. it. You got it. You want? You, you got go, it. You, ah, go, yeah, you pull it up. You pull it up. Yeah, hold on, let me Yo. see if I can find this real quick. But now, as bear you pull with it me. up, so do you? So social media, social media being like a downfall of our generation, or most definitely. Mm. That's all people concerned and worried about now is social media. It is. Like so 20, 24 hours out the day, they on social media 25 hours out the day. Right. right. All right. So this was a quote from Chris Rock. It said, only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. Hmm. Like, why is that, though? Hmm. Like, why is that? How, so why can't we want the same things that women want? Like, why can't we want love and affection, too? You know, why? why can't we? Mm-hmm. Like why? So uh, a good friend of mine was going through some uh, some situations uh, while she was in med school. I told her, I was like, "You strong, you got this." She was just like, "I don't want to be strong. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be able to cry. I want to be able to show my emotions." 
And I was just like, what, what do you mean? She was like, she just wants to be vulnerable. She's tired of being strong all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, she, you know, like, why? So why do men always have to be, like, why can't we just, you know, express ourselves? Why our feelings, ain't, you know, aren't never validated? Mm -hmm. And it's like, like, to be honest, like, and that's why a lot of men, well, plus a whole other, you know, other things, like, it's just difficult for us to be vulnerable and express our emotions because if we do, it's looked down upon. Mm -hmm. You're considered weak, extremely emotional. And what is it? Women don't want a weak, emotional man. Right. So it's just like, so now we suffer trying to find that balance of, okay, do I be this strong, tough dude? Or do I be this, you know, it's no balance. They can't figure out a balance. So, like, my question is, why is that? I feel like that why is there because since the beginning of time, men have always been looked at as the provider, the, the strength, the, the one that has his hand over, the hunter, the provider, the one who doesn't show emotion. And throughout the years, even like, you know, even up until most recently, as we try to cut things out and um, it's even in within people say, you know, um, if a, if a young boy cries, stop crying, you're a boy, you're supposed to be a man, men don't cry. And that's instilled in them, thus creating a toxic masculinity, right? Um, and then anything else um, beyond that, but then if you want to kind of look at it on a more spiritual tense, we as human men and women, we are created with both masculine and feminine traits. Even within our bodies, we still have testosterone and, um, shit, I'm having a brain fart. What women got? What we got? Estrogen, yeah. thank you. <laughs> My bad. I'm over here like, oh, damn. But yeah, we still have estrogen and testosterone, you know. So it's the way that men were portrayed to the world and how they're supposed to be instead of just allowing things to be natural. Yeah. But even as we do try to allow things to get become natural, like I'm just going to say now because it's 2021, there's always still like a, a push and pull. Regardless if you guys show some sort of softness or openness or, you know, I want to be vulnerable, yep. you are deemed as weak. You are deemed as um, a sissy. You're deemed as gay. You know, you're deemed as all these words. And it's like, okay, well, I don't want to be deemed that. But instead of majority men just sticking to their feelings and like, you know, well, I'm not that, you know, but I, I, I'm still a human. Yeah. You know, I still have feelings, and this is what we're going to stand by. Um, Y'all don't like to talk about it. Y'all don't like to talk about, like, why my feelings are valid. Because a woman, we're going to let you know, like, our feelings are valid, and this is why. And um, y'all shut down. Or y'all choose to just not go down that route because it's easier to not talk about it. Instead of just standing firm. Now, not all of y'all do that. There are over the years, more and more men who do stand firm on like, nah, like I'm not pushing, I'm not wavering. I feel this way because I feel this way. And no matter what push and pull y'all get, they still stick to that and they end up, you know, being okay. Um, some men just choose to bellow out because they don't want to go with the, the back and forth. But hell, sometimes you got to go through the back and forth for shit. If you want to get your point out, you have to go through the back and forth. You do. But uh, starting from the beginning, you know, as men, was boys being raised to man, like you said, you fall on the ground, your mother be like, get up, use a boy. You don't cry. Mm -hmm. So it all starts back at the home. Mm -hmm. Like me personally, like, I don't give a damn what nobody say. Right. Like I still cry on when Mufasa down the line came. <laughs> <Boy, so, laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mufasa. So if, if people stop giving a fuck what people think, mm -hmm. then I think people be better off. Yeah. Then they can express their emotion, express their feelings communicate better because yeah. a lot of people can't communicate because they're concerned what this person going to say what that person going to say yeah. so if, if right. everybody just don't give a fuck what everybody talking about then I'm quite sure everybody be just fine so and I, I do agree with you but it's very difficult for I guess you know like bringing back to the point like for men to kind of disagree because we want the you know we want the attention of women mm -hmm. yeah. like we want them to love us we want like you know we want them fuck we you know like not even just fuck like we want relationships we want we want something like, I've never met, you know, too many dudes in my entire life that didn't do something, you know, on a sole basis of just doing it because they liked it. A lot of men do things because they want the attention of women. You know, like, if a, get man, hair exactly. so if, a man, if a man can live in a, car, in a cardboard box and still get pussy, niggas wouldn't have no homes. 
You know, dead ass. Like, if, you know, if a nigga could drive a 96 Pinto, you know, and the girl ain't had to worry about, you know, and the girl still gave me, like, niggas wouldn't worry about shit. A lot of things we do is literally for the attention and affection of women. Yeah. Like, since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was, what, Troy? Like, was it, like, let's take, let's take it back to, uh, uh, uh. Them back, back in the, the days, day, I them think, dirt, them dirt uh, Greek mythology. Yeah. Greek, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it Greek mythology with, uh, with Troy? Troy, that is. That is. Right. It's like Spartan, Sparta. Yeah, Sparta or something like that. I think Helen, Helen of Troy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that shit started because of, because she wanted to cheat. That whole <laughs> war started. Like, we will do, like, men would do everything. God damn. Yeah. I'm just saying, man, go back to Adam Eve. Oh, I knew even, he was that didn't even like there. apples. <laughs> it wasn't even an apple, it was a fig. A fig? What, what the fuck is a fig? Because we would travel far for some pussy. Like, we would, like, bro, <laughs> like, niggas didn't even eat fruit. Like, Tooth he, and nail. Like, listen, he even eat meat the whole time before Eve came. This nigga wasn't a vegetarian. As soon as Eve came and said, hey, eat this fig or this fruit <laughs> or this apple, this nigga was a vegetarian, ate the goddamn <laughs> apple. Now we got sin in the Not world. Not the forbidden man, fruit. Man, the fucking forbidden fruit. That's all. God ass was do not eat of this tree. This. But she comes showing her titties and her ass. Next thing you know, like, all of a sudden, God damn, what's this rising up? <laughs> they got horny. You sure that's not the serpent? <laughs> Man, they got horny. Now, look at us. Oh, we fucked up now. God damn. <laughs> we, we fucked up now. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. Well, no, like, seriously, like, as men, though, like, we, you know, we, and like I said, I can't speak for all guys. Uh-huh. I can only speak for me. The reason, like, the reason why I feel me, like, like my dad allowed me to show my emotions, but yeah. at the same time, you know, it was it was a balance, and so I had that balance. Yeah. So like, if I'm feeling a certain type of way, listen, I'm gonna tell you, listen, like I don't like the way you did this, 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 and that. And if you don't, you know, if you don't listen to my feelings and what I'm saying, guess what? I'm done. I'm good. But a lot of times, women don't like that because yeah. shit, women think they're never wrong, and it's just being one hundred. <laughs> like women don't ever think they're wrong. And I don't know a lot of women who apologize. I think I know uh, zero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, you, like we we apologize. Really? Do you? When, we, I mm-hmm. I've apologized before. Okay. Okay. I I can admit when I'm wrong, and I know some sisters that can as well. Um, but there are also a plethora of, of women out there who don't apologize, yeah. who cannot admit when they're wrong. Um, shit. I can take it back to my mama, you know, like getting in trouble for some shit like I may have not done. And then next thing I know, like I'm getting my ass beat. Then she find out it wasn't me. I get zero apology. And, you know, I'd be mad. I'm like, man, I'm going to run away. I'm going to run away tonight. And, you know, I never run away. But yeah. then, like, as you get older, you know, you you go through relationships and stuff. And then you like, damn, like, I was wrong. Like, I'm okay. Like, I remember one time I had an ex-boyfriend. He really had, he pissed me off. He did something, um, he took like a little squirt bottle. Like he was he was playing yeah. with me. But he was doing it in front of his friends. And I had just did my makeup because I was going to go somewhere with my friends. And he squirted me in the face with the squirt bottle <laughs> trying to be funny. Off, huh? it, no, it just pissed me <laughs> off. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to the story. When he did that, I got so mad and I kind of like was like fuming inside. And I just looked for something to throw. Yeah. And like I reached in the car and like I grabbed his bottle of cologne. And like I just threw it in the middle of the street and it broke like. And he looked at me, and he was just like, because it wasn't no cheap bottle of cologne. Yeah. He kind of looked at me like, mm-hmm. and I just kind of looked at him like, ooh, that's a big nigga. So you, you know? overreacted. So I, I felt like he overreacted because he sprayed me in the face, you know. But this is a lot of emotion. So anyway, we didn't speak that night. The next day, I thought about it, and I was like, you know, you are wrong. Like, you know, he, he was playing even though he did too much. Yeah. But, like, my reaction was just like, you know, explode. Like, oh, he playing with you, so now explode. So I definitely, I did apologize, and I replaced his clone. Yeah. Because, like, I shouldn't have done that, you know? And, uh, of course, like, he also apologized for squirting me in the face with the little little water thing. Um, But, yeah, even thinking about that now, that kind of pissed me off. Why'd you squirt me in the face? But he he probably... See, I'm childish. (laughs) You apologize, I'll do it again. (laughs) No. (laughs) But, you know, just something like just that quick, that quick, you know, brief... Um, Sharon is just like I was in the wrong you know I I damaged your property I broke your property Um, I seen your you know your emotion like you were pissed off because you know you know we in college and I I spent a good little amount of money on this cologne and you didn't threw it in the middle of the street and not only did you throw it but you broke it and just got in the car and drove off so the crazy thing about it is and 
I'm sure there are a lot of women like when I, like there are a lot of women who do apologize. However, I don't know too many men that can say a woman has ever apologized. Like when you look at it, anytime you look down on social media, what do you see all the time from women? Niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. Fuck these niggas. Fuck this. So mm-hmm. it's a, like it comes across as it's every, instilled. Like mm-hmm. everything that's fucked up in relationships is all whose fault. It, it makes it seem like it's all our fault. Mm-hmm. That's the picture that's being painted. Like, exactly. Like, and that's the shit, like, there's a war out here in the world. I ain't talking about war on, on crime or on war on drugs. There's a war between men and women right now. Mm-hmm. A real live war. Like, it seems like anytime you say anything about a woman, she gets disp- she gets defensive. Or anytime a woman says anything about a man, we get defensive. This is like, why is there such, you know, why is there a separation? Why is like it such right now? that cat, dog, yeah. oil, water energy? Exactly. It's, just like, it's it always because it's always who who did who wrong, but who can be the strongest? Like, who can break who down? And I, I don't know where this mindset comes from, so I don't even have an answer for no. that. But, like, I see it, too. And now what I start to see on social media um, to go go along with that, you know, niggas ain't shit you know, type of post that get posted is the men coming right back with it. Like, you know, you know, um, we all follow Justin LeBoy. Like, we be laughing at those <laughs> memes, right? But I see, <laughs> like, Justin LeBoy be funny as hell, but it was, uh, it was one on there, oh, damn, I gotta pull it up, because it was just that, I was, I was looking at it like, nah, like, this is, this is not, this is not the way a relationship should go. So let me see. Uh, See, like, them people, like, if you post it on social media, you got millions of people looking at it, and you're going to have at least at least 100, 3, 4, 5, 600,000 Social media to blame Right, it be jokes. So this one, it, it is just a joke, but when I seen it, like, I thought it was funny, but I was just like, no. So this was Justin LeVoy post. It said, if I'm putting my dick inside of you, I have every right to ask you for some money. <laughs> and when I seen that, I was kind of like, Okay, is this supposed to be a playoff of when, you know, women be like, if a nigga want to fuck me, then I should be able to, you know, ask him to do da 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 And if that's the case, then we we really heading down towards path. a waterfall that's going to fall down because where do we begin to draw the line where women are women and men are men? Nobody takes shit serious. Nobody takes And I know, yeah. like, this was probably <laughs> Not created. Not at all, bro. And I know this shit was probably created as a joke, but yeah. still, like, there's some, there's going to be a good amount of people out here that, that like, that's currently right. sending this to some to some girl and then to her DMs, like, I should be able to ask you for some money. Run me my $40. <laughs> <laughs> and change. If you a $40 nigga... <laughs> No, y'all, but let's keep... Ain't no wrong being a $40 nigga. You, you all, $40 nigga? It all adds up. Yeah. Like, you get $40 from, you know, a whole bunch of people, like, it should add up. I'd like to see you try it. No, shit, I listen. I like you know, there ain't no try. shit, I'm going to try. I, I like yeah, to see you listen. try it. And if you, and if you end up being a $40 nigga, I'm telling on you. I'm, I'm going to blast you out on the listen. podcast. Man, I, yeah, I ain't a forty dollar nigga. I'm not even. What? I don't know what she talking. About. I don't know what she talking. About. I don't know what she talking about. So, I want to dip into this next part: soul ties. I know that we've heard about this before. Um, we've heard, you know, stories. You know, you may even have close friends, or you know, you may just be that person that does definitely believe, like you know, soul ties are real. So, I want to talk on it from a sexual point of view. Being with somebody intimately, sexually. Leaving that person, do you believe that you can still have a soul tie to this person as far as an attachment, one, and then for two, having a soul tie as far as picking up their characteristics? Jason? It can go both ways. I mean, it depends on if you're just moving on or not. If you're going to move on or if you're going to stay uh, as men, if she got some good pussy, we're we, we going we gonna to stay in there for a minute, even after the breakup. Yeah. That y'all, I don't think women understand how powerful that pussy is. Like, that we know. Strong. No, I don't think most know. Yeah. No, most some don't of them know. Don't. Nah. But the ones that do, the ones that do, you know, they trap NBA players and have babies by them. And, <coughs> they, and they dumbass fall for it every time. Every goddamn time. Whew. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like to be honest, like I really want to know what her pussy was like. <laughs> Ooh, she uh, weighed 80 Brittany, pounds. Wasn't it Brittany, Brittany, what's her name, Brittany? Uh, Ryan or something like that? Yeah, Brittany, the girl that got uh old boy, uh, that had the baby about old boy, the little uh, young dude that played for uh, Charlotte. Baby. Yeah, Brittany. You know what I'm talking about? 
uh, Brittany Reiner, something like, like that. Like, yeah, Brittany something. What like, about her? Like, she, man, you hear she got, old, you know, she got pregnant by, you know, by a little young NBA dude. Mm-hmm. But she's been around the block. Like, she like super head baby sister. Like, she been around oh, I ain't know she been around like that, though. Like, bro, what you mean? I, I know she been around, but not like that. Bro, though. like, what, man, what was it? Been around the block, ay, ay, ay. John, what? Oh, it's around the world. When we say, yeah, like, she been around, around. Like, so do you think that's a soul tie? Well, so, like, to answer your question, like, I, yeah, I do believe, you know, soul ties, you know, dependent. So, and I'm going to use myself for an example. In my many, you know, many, many, many moons ago, you know, back when I was, you know, practicing my, you know, my single habits and things <laughs> like that, I, that, you know, I wouldn't call it a soul tie. I would just say I was pussy whipped. Okay. So, because, like, shit was good, but I knew I didn't want a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. But that box was fire. Mm. Like, heaven sent. And so, it was just like, I didn't want to be in a relationship with her, but we did everything. Mm-hmm. Like every like no bro you I gotta look you in the eye when I tell you that bro the pussy was wonderful like phenomenal man mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like you ever you, man, you ever had something good to eat and you just like mm, oh shit this good like that was one of the moments and it was just like it like she, we both went our separate ways she got in a relationship and I'm just like fuck that's a lucky ass nigga man. <laughs> Like, not because of who she was as a right. person, uh-huh. just because the pussy was fine. <laughs> like, it was fine. And so, like, when I, you know, anytime I see her in my head, I'm like, God damn, man. So, how are you thinking about? Man, yeah, but then I feel <laughs> bad because, you know, she's in a relationship, and I would never co- cross those boundaries. Right. right. Damn. And it, would you consider that a soul tie or just, like, being pussy whooped? Lust. It was lust? Yeah. Well, shit, lust on in. Cause, God, the damn. way you explaining it is lust. Nah, well. So, like, the way that... <laughs> <laughs> the way you're explaining to me is it, giving lust. Mm, so, lust. the way that I've heard, like, you know, soul ties in the past is just, like, you know, somebody that you just, like, it's their soul that yeah. you just attracted to, and it's like, damn, like, had it not been for, you know, sex, like, maybe I wouldn't have been, like, you know, this stuck on this person. Um, or what I think when, <laughs> when I think about soul ties, I also think about like when, when women get to acting crazy, like busting windows out of cars and things like that, I feel like that is a part of like a soul tie, like not wanting to let go, bleaching clothes, like, you know, stuff like that. I feel like that. So is, is it a, more of a woman thing? No, I think men can be soul tied too. Yeah. Have you ever had any soul ties? Not at all. Hey, look. Nah. Just because y'all is two that's sitting in here right now don't mean that the soul tie ain't real. Like and like I said, I you may be right, but I haven't heard too many dudes, you know, but like you know, who just has soul ties. Or maybe I haven't, you know, I've never really just so heard. You just of it. be coochie whipped. Yeah, it's be it's be pussy whipped. Like <laughs> yeah, just I just don't hit. like saying the p word too much. It's just you don't like saying pussy. Uh, I don't. I never had. Punani. I say punani. You say punani. I say punani and say. It was coochie. on Friday. It was a Friday. Ah, whips the coochie. <laughs> so, but yeah, like honestly, I just <laughs> it wasn't easy. Oh, like John Witherspoon, he dead too. Like they all yeah. did. Like Ice Cube better be safe because everybody from Friday died. Man. Don't say that because you know, we Lord still got Smokey. Rest in peace to Ezel though. Man, like today, yeah. what, what's the man name again? AJ, AJ Johnson. How you gonna say rest in peace? You know, you know the right. Because I told y'all, I only call him. I only knew him by Ezel. Yeah. I only Listen, knew him by Ezel. Like yeah, that, like it's crazy though. But yeah, like as, like as far as me, like I've never really had soul ties. I just been, you know, like I just been like whipped by the punani. <laughs> and like I honestly think that's okay, a pops. woman. <laughs> I honestly think that's you know a woman a woman thing. Mm. Because be women, yeah, women are more emotional than men. Soul tie, okay. Yeah. Well, well, maybe that soul tie would be, maybe that's just a word that other people use when they don't want to use, like words of genitalia. Because in my in my thoughts, I would think it would be digmatized. You know, when you yeah. hear about, like, you know, girls going crazy, like, man, I can't leave that thing alone. I but definitely you, would feel like it's you, digmatized. When you think about the soul ties, it's, it, it comes from within. That's an emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something, you know, this man, and I, I, you know what? Let me let me go back. So it could also be that you have niggas who's pillow talking, making women feel like they're more than just sex. And so now you give them sex, make them feel like it's more than sex. So now when you just stop fucking with them, you know, they like, damn, what did no, I go wrong? Why you leave me? Why you leave me? Y'all see the meme with the monkey that be crying on the side of the window? The eyes. 
You don't know what I'm talking about? I'm going to show you the minute. Yeah, you got to show me that. Oh, my God. It's yeah, so funny. No. I'm going to blow y'all minds. Like, no, why he talking all this mess and he leaving me to the side? But, yeah, like, like I said, I personally haven't had it. Not saying it doesn't exist, and I'm not saying no dude, you know, you know, no dude has had it. But, yeah, I personally haven't had it. Is love involved in it? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the meme. Like, oh, he was pillow talking. He said he loves it. He said he loves it. He said he loves it. Heartbroken. Why are you doing this to uh, me? You just gotta gotta grab your body. Uh, no, nah, but <laughs> okay. So soul ties, whether it's uh, coochie whipped or what, John? Coochie whipped or what? What's that? Say the other word. Nani whip? Is that <laughs> I thought you were gonna say another P word, but whatever. Um, so whether <laughs> so, <laughs> whether you whether you cookie whipped, if you 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 digmatized or you say call cookies, it. Man, my daughter like cookies. I don't want to think about cookies when it's whether you're like, coochie. Yeah, say that. Yeah. Who says cookies? Yeah, I don't know. I be saying cookies. Niggas like cookies. I like cookies, but my daughter yeah. likes cookies too. Everybody like cookies. When cookies. I, I don't, one thing is sick. I don't think about cookies. Okay, what about twat? I don't know. It just sounds stupid to me. Twat sounds stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twat. Say but it, you sit here, you say, say the poop. That sounds that sound like a fish. Yeah, a twat. Yeah, no, it don't. It you ever like had fish. some of that fried twat? So like, we we have all these creative words for like you know women's general parts. It's like you know you got coochie, punani, twat. You can but say JJ. But JJ vagina. What else? It's Cat. Cat, Cat, juice box. Yeah. It's a, it's juice a box. I heard a box. I didn't hear a juice box. You never heard a juice box? I heard a juice box. I definitely heard a juice max. But it's uh, it, it's a plus for y'all ain't got no fun words, huh? Man, like <laughs> a girl called my dick one time. She she, she named the nigga Peter. I was just for to say Peter. <laughs> I was just for to say Peter. She named that nigga Peter, and like my dumb ass, you know, I went with it. You went along with it. With it. Right. With it. You want Peter? <laughs> you, want some, you want some Peter tonight? <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> Oh, so man. she and you going along I'm with going it. Along like, with you know, it. You know, text her and Peter miss you. Uh, <laughs> Peter you Piper get pick that, a pick a like, <laughs> Yeah. I Peter am Piper with. about to pick that pussy. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> how did we get here? My bad for leaving this here. I love most is a fucking delicious. Yeah, like, man, ain't that? I you said wrong. this episode is I'm brought to you. I got to slow down. I got to go to work tonight. Oh, no, we got to, oh, you got to go to work. I got another yeah. bottle. You don't want me to open up the other bottle? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. John, go ahead and do the honor so we can go ahead and get the, you know. As long as we got water, we good. We got water. We got water. We definitely do. Okay, so as we get into this next part, <clears throat> we talked about booty. We talked about soul ties. And, you know, like I was saying. We talked about booty? We just talked about booty, getting booty. We just talked about Oh, you talking about getting booty. I thought we were talking about booty booty. <laughs> <laughs> did you wanna did, nah, did you wanna, wanna say something about booty? Some booty? Nah, I, wanna, I love booty. I'm just saying, I ain't know we talked about. I do it. have a question. When it comes to men and y'all love for booty, fatuation with ass, what is it about booty that y'all like? Like what a, what is it? Like it was fun. It's it's just nice. Yeah, it's fun. Round, soft. It just <laughs> it, it just jiggles when it you just, hit it. You ever seen like a perfect angle when you're hitting it from the back? That's what, that's how I describe booty. Just a yeah. perfect picture. It's just like why babies like pacifiers, but it don't taste like shit. <laughs> is that like, is that your answer? I don't know. I'm just talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, just like I felt like that. I felt like that was a valid answer. I've it, never it, heard it, that it answer before. It sounded good. It, it sounded good. <laughs> it did sound good because I've asked this before. I seen it on social media. It was like a man. Men can't tell you why they like ass. And I was really like, can't. I was like that. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna make it my mission to try to get a, a valid answer out of folks because I want to know why. I, I want to know why y'all like booty, but you, you said it's the angle from the back. I don't mm. know. Like, it's, it's really no answer to it. Yeah, mm. yeah, it but just, I know why I don't like a flat ass. But I can't tell you why I like a fat ass. Why don't you like a flat? This shit to hurt my pelvis when I'm hitting it. <laughs> it's just a crack. Yeah, it's just <laughs> no a meat on. line. <laughs> so do y'all do y'all think about? Like when you see like a booty, like damn that booty gonna look good. No, I just like bro. I like to have fun when I'm having sex. So it's just something about you know when you hit <laughs> you be the role booty playing, John. Like, it's just like it's, it's, it's make waves. You know, like I'm like you know how we did dumb shit when we was little. 
like, you know, blue bubbles. That shit wasn't, like, that shit was fun. Can't explain it, but the shit was fun. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I just like booty. <laughs> like, a, a nice fat ass. It's just something about it. It's just what it's you, just it's what you like. Yeah, this it's shit is fucking beautiful. lovely. I will say, you know, disclaimer, I, I'm, I'm not sexually attracted to women, but I do like love and appreciate the naked body of a black woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. It is like, masterpiece. Oh my gosh. Mm. Like, That's why Eve couldn't have been white. No, like the black woman's body, like all the way up to her, her hair, all the way down to her toenails, like just everything, just gorgeous skin, curves, booty, chichis. Yeah. Y'all say chichis or y'all say titties? Man, whatever. Man. Movie, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But Titties. everything, like, you know, the, the curves and just, like, just everything. It's just, like, damn. Um, even when women be walking by, I be like, damn, look at sis. Sis got booty. Or, I'm yeah. like, damn, that girl is stacked. Or, you know, it's just black women are just something just mm-hmm. beautiful to look at. And I just... That's my I old love every to black inch, woman. inch of every a black woman, too. Every day it's an old listen, to a black woman. Eat it from the rooter to the tutor. <laughs> you know, listen, only me started last time we had the conversation we was here like was last podcast. Listen. Listen. We, um but as we get into this next part I wanted to talk about. Um the this next question is does to, does a toxic situation or relationship affect sex and sexual attraction? You go does ahead and start a us off. Toxic sir. relationship affects sexual attraction or sex hell no i mean if you if you horny you horny yeah. i don't think it'll it might affect if you're trying to make love and whatnot but if you're horny you just horny yeah. i mean as men you just touch my nose <laughs> dick get hard <laughs> y'all are disgusting <laughs> dick get hard you know what i'm saying so <laughs> <laughs> this was am a valid lying, question. Am I lying? <laughs> this is a valid question because I asked this because, you know, if you if you're going through the motions with somebody, right, and then they just, you know, everything about them, you know, like you know your your attitude, the way you do stuff, the way you change, like you know, if it's coming from a, a, a perspective of relationship and love, and you just like all these things about this person that you used to love and you used to adore, like you just don't get that from them no more. Um, you've lost that attraction because of the toxicness. You're saying that, like, you know, that, that doesn't stop you from, from performing or that doesn't stop the sex from happening? Nah. Not at all. Not at all. Really? Not at I've all. I've had sex with, you know, girls that I, I ain't talked to them forever. Like, we got a big-ass argument, but I still... Uh, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. Hold on. I take that back. Now that I'm thinking about it, yes. And so, in fact, she ain't never going to listen to this podcast and I ain't going to let her. So my ex... Like, my, the mother of my child, I'm no longer sexually attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I wasn't in a relationship, I just I just couldn't because the energy that she brings and everything that we went through just cannot allow me to even think about sex Find with her, her that yeah, way. I, I don't mm-hmm. look at her that way anymore. We're cool, but I don't find her sexually attractive. Mm-hmm. But she's the only, you know, the only person that I've had that with. Mm-hmm. Like any girl that I've ever, you know, stopped messing with, like, you know, of course I still find them sexually attractive, but like, yeah, except for this one particular individual. So I guess it depends on how deep you guys were with each other. Yeah, that's why yeah. I said, like, you know, a relationship uh-huh. or a situation, like, which one would it be for you? You know, like, could you still find, would you find that toxic or that toxicity stop you from being able to just, like, you know, keep the conjunction yeah. junction? Like, most di- like, like I said, for that, so I guess, yeah. It depends, like he said, it yeah. depends on how, how deep it is. But a lot of the times, yeah, yeah. Getting, what is that? He getting his Peter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she getting Peter, she getting his Peter, <laughs> yeah, she getting his I Peter. Weak. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> so I definitely, I can definitely say when it comes to women, um. I don't we're our bodies don't work the same like we're definitely emotional you know y'all remind us of that daily like y'all emotional da, 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 da. Yeah. so when it comes to us I can definitely say like um for most of us with that toxicity um then becomes like you know being torn apart um not really wanting to be around yeah. then that peels away that attraction with peeling away that attraction is going to peel definitely peel away 
sexual attraction. I can yeah. say that for me. Like, I've definitely been involved with somebody that just, like, it was super toxic. And I'm just like, and I'm, I'm not one for toxic sex either. Yeah. I know it's mm-hmm. a, a good amount of our ger- generation and uh, millennials that are for toxic sex. But me, on the other hand, um, like you said earlier in the episode, y'all, like you have anxiety. Like, no, I want to talk about it right now. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. know right now. Like, don't don't touch me. Don't don't try to fondle me. I don't want to do none of that until we could talk about why what's going on is going on because I, I, I can't go to sleep. I wish I could get there, man. Like, <laughs> I, like I really wish I can get there. I can't. Because, like, I, now I feel bad, though. I feel like I'm just a sex object now. Because, like, li- I could be oh. mad as fuck, man. Oh, like, you know, you can call me all types of fuck niggas. Like, fuck. But as soon as you touch me and you want to fuck, <laughs> I forget all about all that Girl, shit. I ain't even mad. Baby, I ain't even mad. I know you was just playing. I know you really love me. You, like, you just made you mad, huh? You want some Peter now? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come get like, some I, Peter. I, I, I wish I could say no. Mm. I think I got an issue. I think I got a problem. But if we if we say no, she done done some real shady shit. Yeah. If, if we say no, she done done some real shady shit. Like, like, niggas love pussy, like, with the same energy that they love their mother. <laughs> hey, just saying. Do you object to saying. this? Yeah, I did. I, I, I ain't gonna use my mouth as an example. I want to hear. <laughs> well, I want to hear your objection. Like, this nigga's a fool. I'm just saying. Cause like, man, we we are selfish lovers. Yeah, we are very selfish mm-hmm. lovers. So, so it's like, like it's like I said earlier, she gotta do some real shady shit for us not to fuck. <laughs> hey, I still it's still on the same level as me. I love my mama. Oh, I love my mother. Yeah. I'm so mad that you brought so this yeah, in. Yeah, he's the wrong example. So if I love my mother 100% of the time, I love pussy 99% of the time. <laughs> I love pussy, but damn. Like, I don't know. And honestly, you know what? It's something I got to talk to my therapist about. <laughs> please, like, you know, please, please, please do. Shit, we all oh, need well. therapy. <laughs> Listen, and I, I definitely do believe that, that, you know, reaching out and getting that therapy, that is, that's sexy. Well, no, I, I really. I definitely do believe that that's sexy. Uh, when I have com- conversations with men now, and now they'll mention like they're going to therapy, I like that. I'll be like, oh, for real? It's, it's needed, though, man. Yeah, it's, uh, and that's why. Men, we wake up and strike yeah. one just because we're black. Yes, exactly. and that's why I really, really appreciate the, the black men that are moving forward and getting therapy because they're beating out those odds that, you know, they can't feel emotions, you yeah. know, like, you know, you a sissy if you crying or you a sissy if you mm-hmm. let that get to you. And it's like, nah, nigga, like, I'm waking up my heart racing. I got anxiety. Yeah. I need to do something about this, right? So you beat past that. You beat past the um, pray about it, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I trust God. I believe in God. I go mm-hmm. to church. But, you know, church is here so I can talk about what's going on. on yeah. But then therapy is there to help heal me. So, you know, you beat past those overbelievers. Like, you don't need that. Then you beat past that <clears throat> stigma of the black community, which we have uh, began to stomp it down to. It's, like, limitless now. But that stigma that was in the black community that, like, you know, black people don't need therapy. Yeah. You know, because, mm-hmm. like, growing up, that was a white people thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm only 27. So, like, growing up... <clears throat> That was a white people thing. If you go into therapy, that mean that they're crazy. That shit that, you know, people go to that's thinking about killing their family, shooting up a school. So I'm like, oh, when people used to tell me that they was going to school for therapy, I used to be like, oh, they ain't never going to make no money. Like, black people are never yeah. going to go there. Mm-hmm. And then now, here I am, 27, I'm just like, we all need therapy. Like, so all of us. anybody needs therapy, <coughs> I believe black people need it the most. We need it. <coughs> we were yes. born into trauma. Yes. Like, yes. You know, like, we was literally in... You know, all of us in here was born into, you know, into traumatic situations, Very. whether it was financially, uh, emotionally, physically, or, you know, even just mentally and like the total, like the, like everything is fucked up for black people. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, to be honest, man, like if, yeah, if anybody needs it, man, it's, it's us. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's us. Like, Becky and, and David, cool, because, you know, they got their white privilege, so shit fucked up. It's like, they can always, like... Re- their community is their always community open is always to talking open. about it. Right. What's wrong, yeah, man? What's wrong? wrong? Like, like, for us, like, it's just like a, like, such a fucking negative thing when you talk about therapy. The first thing they think about, oh, you crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, something wrong with you. Like, and I don't understand 
you know what? I understand why. It's literally the way everything like it, sla- it, it goes back all the way to slavery. Yeah, always. It's always going to trace and back it goes, there, and it goes back further. You know, further than that. It, it even goes back to back before slavery. Like, and me being Nigerian, we like, and this is like we sh- like we don't even look at therapy as a as a good thing either. Because when you say you have to go to therapy, it's like, what? Like, are are you crazy? Do I have to take you to the mental ward? What's going on? Mm-hmm. It's like they they don't look at you know like as therapy as a form of healing for not just because you're crazy. Like, you can be emotional because you lost a family member. Yeah. You can be emotional because, you know, you didn't get en- enough love. You can be emotional because you don't feel accepted yeah. in certain, you know, in certain rooms. Like, that shit fucks with you. Yeah. Like, but I just don't understand why we, like, why is that shit so bad? We, our people, our people, man, we need healing. And um, that's why I love our millennial generation because we're the generation that gets in there and we do the therapy. You know, we realize when a job isn't for us. We realize when a situation, a relationship isn't for us. Hell, we realize when we need to move the fuck out out of a city, out of a state, you know, and keep things pushing. So it starts with us. Growing up and getting into our teenage years, we used to hear it starts in the home. It starts in the home. But now we're at those places where we are the home, you know, and it begins with us. And because we do recognize that we are that home, we're able to go to therapy we're able to speak about it we're able to say like hey to our counterparts this bothered me you know i like now like you know young like my earlier 20s if i were to get into it with a friend or somebody made me feel some type of way i would never speak on it because i used to believe like you know friends don't have disagreements best friends don't have disagreements but now oh no girl i will tell my friends in a quick no yeah. No, I'm not doing that. You got me messed up. Or literally, like me and my homegirl the other day, we were going back and forth, and I literally stopped our conversation. I said, hey, I don't like the way this conversation is going. Yeah. And we were texting, so she called me. And when she called me, I I ain't back down. She ain't back down. She stood firm on what she believed, even yeah. though I didn't agree. I stood firm on what I believed, and even though she didn't agree. And we did not agree to disagree because yeah. I don't believe, like, you know, that's a good grievance as well. Yeah. But we heard each other out. We heard each other's voices. And hell, you stood your point. I stood my ground. I love you. Love you, too. Okay, well, I'll see you later. All right, bye. And everything's cool. Everything's Mm -hmm. cool, but we needed that. Um, And even now as an adult, I had to set those type of boundaries with my mom because like a couple years ago, my mom used to be like all over my business, my boundaries, and I had to let her know like, Mom, you can't do that. Or, Mom, you can't talk to me like that. Like I remember one time my mom was like, um, she was like, she was going to, she like hit me when I was driving, but like she was being playful. But then she had got real serious and like she like punched me in my arm and I was driving and I just kind of looked over at my mama said, mom, I said, just like this, I said, mom, don't hit me. And she got so infuriated. She was like, don't tell me to not hit you. I brought you into this world. She hit one of them cars on me. And I just kind of looked at her and my mouth dropped. I was like, ma, I was like, I just asked you like, you know, like just don't, I'm a grown woman. Like I'm, don't hit me. And she was just like, why, what you going to do? Because. Then she got real mad because I didn't disrespect her now, right? And she was like, I'll beat your ass. And I, and I said, Ma, don't hit me. She said, what you going to do? You ain't going to hit me. And I was just like, Ma. I was like, I was like, Ma, I'm going to call the police on you, right? And I, and I was smiling, and she got mad, y'all. Like, my mom got big mad. Yeah. But anyway, we ended up having a conversation about it. And we just, from there, we had a couple of more run-ins or whatever, but now, two, three years later, she respects my boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she does try to cross them every once in a while, but I just don't go back and forth with her because, one, yeah, I am her daughter, but then for two, I don't go back and forth with anybody when it comes yeah. to my boundaries, whether that be my mom, a relationship, my siblings, or, you know, in, in, well, I'll take that back. In a relationship, that's different, yeah. you know, because you got to be willing, right, to work through things. That's the word. But, <laughs> That's the word. but as far as boundaries with, like, family members and friends, you have to have those firm so they don't cross that. And, yes, in relationships, you still have to have those boundaries, yeah. but it can't be, like, those type of, like, well, I'm telling you this because I don't want it, and that's just it. you got to kind of explain it. But some people we know that we can't explain certain things to mm-hmm. because they're not going to get it, you know. Yeah. Like, our parents, we can tell them something, explain it to them, and they not gonna get it, so we just Different gotta, yeah, we so. just kind of gotta cut it off with the like, look, I just don't like that, I don't do that, and you gotta cut it off. Yeah. So, anyway, um, to leave that on that tip, um, 
I want to thank y'all again for coming down out. <clears throat> thank you. To the uh, to the morning after uh, podcast with Miss Kai Michelle. And um, before we go ahead and end, um, y'all, thank y'all for coming out. I just uh, always bro, say thank uh, you and thank, thank you. you a million times. But this topic uh, in particular, it, it did mean a lot to me when you brought it to me, John. And I definitely wanted to talk about it because the morning after, it is made for, you know, conversations, yeah. shameless conversations with no judgment. And when I created the morning after, definitely it's that, you know, that spinoff of like, damn, what, what is this about? You know? So whether I talk about sex or relationships or anything, these are still conversations that can happen in the morning or the morning after Mm -hmm. anything, you know? And, um, anybody out there that is struggling with any type of mental health, um, anxiety, um, toxic relationship or thing of that nature, Always remember that there are people out there for you to talk to. Um, There are therapy websites and there are hotlines that you can reach out to to talk to people. And if you feel like you are um, sheltered or um, away and there is nobody out there that can resonate with your feelings, um, especially if you are a man, a black man at that, um, there are definitely brothers out there um, in places in people for you to talk to you don't have to just go to a church and you don't just have to go to somebody who's your close friend um and i'm also going to include some links in this episode bio so people can definitely go and click on those when they need to and fellas do you have anything to add to that yeah i would say like uh like i said i'm very transparent like uh <clears throat> yeah i put my social my social media is private but just hit me up like i'm i'm always willing i don't really care what time of day it is yeah. i'm on my social media just Hit me up on Instagram, like if you, you know, some things that you want to talk about that you don't feel comfortable talking to anybody about. Like, hey, I'm I'm always free. My, you know, my doors are open with anybody, regardless of who it is. So, uh, so yeah. And another thing, I got some tip trees today. I got to get back to. Yeah, I was having <laughs> a bad. Day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was having a bad week, you know. I got some tip trees in, you know. So yeah, I'm you know, weak. men like tip trees too. Just put that out there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to drink my mimosas for that. <laughs> you have any closing remarks? Yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, uh, just love yourself. Yeah. You know, just be uh, true to yourself. Uh, if you need help, don't be afraid to seek it. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, as uh, reaching out for help, uh, my PNA podcast crew, uh, we always there, uh, J Clam, Kiki Debates. You can always reach out to anyone that's at the PNA podcast on mm. Instagram or Facebook. And best believe we always there to reach out to anyone that's willing to talk. Mm. All right. Well, thank you guys again for the 1500th time for coming on out to the Morning After podcast with uh, Kai Michelle and everyone.